Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. Have a super dope show in store for you today. I have my great friend, Andrew Weingart, in the building. In this episode, we talk about the importance of knowing your why, living with intention, partnerships, relationships, how to take ownership in life, and we take a dive into his new program, Elevate Your Game, which I think is going to impact so many teenage athletes out there. If you enjoy the show, please be, please feel free to share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. Leave a five-star rating and a review. I honor you. I appreciate you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a super, super, super amazing individual on the show, one of my dear friends, Andrew Weingart. Andrew is a holistic health enthusiast and creator of Elevate Your Game, a course for high school athletes to reclaim their personal power. Andrew, welcome to the show, my man. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing great. Another phenomenal day here in Miami, Florida. Something I love about what you're up to right now in creating the course elevate your game is how important it is for young athletes to reclaim their power why is this so important to you and why did you create this course yeah it's uh it's an awesome question thanks for having me Alvi. appreciate you as always uh definitely some great weather here in uh miami i can say we're only a hop, skip, and a jump away. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I created this course because uh, really inspired from my own journey um, of getting into mindfulness, yoga, meditation, breath work, um, and really just just realized how powerful the practice is. All of the things I've been learning. Um, I've done a transformational workshop that also was super impactful in my life called gratitude training. Yeah. And, um, as I started to reclaim my own personal power, I was like, man, I wish I had this when I was younger. Like, why aren't, you know, why aren't we being taught these tools and techniques? These are the things that in my opinion, you know, we should be learning at a, at a very young age. And um, so that was really the inspiration behind it. Uh, to go even deeper into uh, the inspiration, you know, I started to think about like, well, when did I lose my power? How did I lose my power? Or never really lost it, but um, for lack of better words. And, um, you know, I started to realize, because I was when I was younger, I was the, the goofball, the kid that was like, everybody would look at um, that was just who I was uh, you know people would need their shoes tied in elementary school they didn't know how to do it and I did so I'd like run across the circle and like tie their shoes just you know uh, was super outgoing and um, and then gradually over time I just kind of started to hide in my shell and I started to ask myself like when did that happen what was the real what was one of the first moments that I can remember and what were other moments that led up to that? And I started to realize that bullying, being bullied was, uh, in my opinion, one of the biggest uh, influences. And um, 
when I was uh, 12 uh, in sixth grade, I got Lyme disease. Mm. And uh, I had a rare case called Lyme meningitis. Only 3% of the people who have Lyme get it. And I was in the hospital. Well, first of all, it took four different doctors to figure out what it was. And then I was in the hospital for uh, seven days. And we're supposed to be on vacation. And long story short, um, my students in my class, they sent me a big card made out of construction paper. Everybody wrote all these awesome things on it. You know, Andrew, you're the best. Get well soon. And there was one word like right in the middle of the card and it just said gay. And it just mm. like, it just hit me. I was just like, mm. you know, um, and I, I could think any, any and everybody can relate to being bullied, whether it's being called gay or, you know, being picked on because of how you look, uh, what have you. And so I just started to dim my light and not be my authentic self and that just started to snowball you know my brother he's an older brother so you get the natural bullying of an older brother typically so that didn't really support me um and then in addition you know we have other influences that are constantly um you know influencing us to for sure to think in certain ways and believe certain things and they're not always necessarily um, what is true to us but we think they are and we forget that you know maybe this wasn't really what I believed or how I wanted to be or act but it becomes so ingrained and programmed um, that you know we forget and I really just you know create the course because I want people to remember and to reclaim uh who they are and to remember that and because really we all are unique individuals and we all have a gift to share and um you know everybody deserves to share that so that's really the um the purpose behind it uh i wanted to i wanted to help all people uh, but i know with like any business you know you kind of have to niche down and um, I was a high school athlete myself, and I actually found, uh, I got started on my mindfulness journey because I was injured mm -hmm. uh, in sports in high school. And so I said, you know what? Like, I was a high school athlete. I love working with athletes. I love their mentality and their competitiveness. And so that's really uh, why I targeted the, uh, the athletes. And yeah, I'm really excited to be able to uh, share this course with as many people around the world as possible. Man, I love everything that you said in explaining the why behind why you created this course and understanding that so much of it came through your personal experience of being bullied, of some at some point adopting other people's views and perceptions and ultimately making them your own until you overcame that and understanding that your mindfulness journey started really when you were injured and you couldn't play the sport the way that you wanted to play it. And I think something that is powerful is how the majority of us who are in this space, I'll speak for myself for sure, often come from the space of being the wounded healer, right? right? Learning from our own kind of trials and tribulations and all of the hardships that you know I face as an individual and letting that guide me in how I share my gifts with the world. And I think it's so funny how you talk about, you know, the need to 
niche down. So you decided to start with these high school athletes. And that's something that I used to go back and forth with in the past of this idea of like, okay, who is it that I'm supposed to work with? And to me, at the end of the day, very much like you said, it's like all of us can still use this type of work. What do you think is going to be available to the high school athletes that you work with that get to work on the skills that you teach in high school as opposed to waiting until they're an adult or for some people it never happening? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, and that's really that's really what's inspired me to um, design the course because I think about if we can, as a society, if we can uh, influence uh, people in general sooner rather than later, uh, I think we're well well ahead of the game. Instead of, you know, realizing when we're 30, 40 years old, oh crap, what I'm doing is not working out. You know, now let me try to find something. And you already have 30, 40 years, maybe even more of programs and patterns and habits that aren't serving you. Uh, you know, I was like, let's get to these these kids as soon as possible. Um, and I just feel that, uh, you know, as a teenager, that's such a sweet spot because I remember going into high school as a freshman and it's just like it's just this it's just this like hierarchy of you know <laughs> the seniors and then there's the freshmen and the freshmen are just looked down upon and you know like not really respected and get bullied especially in the locker room you know where there's you know hazing that happens and it depends on the degree of you know uh you know what school you're going to and you know how much the hazing was passed down um, and so really in, in my course, I'm, I'm talking about and I'm inspiring, um, you know, through different tools and techniques, once you own your own personal power, uh, and then you're able to embody leadership, it's like, okay, how now can I take these tools and further influence the people around me, my mm -hmm. own teammates? How can I uh, be courageous in a moment where I see uh, maybe, maybe I'm a a junior or even a senior and I see another fellow senior uh, bullying or picking on a freshman like now that I have these skills of communication now that I'm embodying uh, you know that courage and this confidence to speak up in the face of adversity um, you know I can I can communicate with the other uh, senior and be like hey man you know and just have a conversation with them and ask them hey like why you know, what's what's causing you to, um, you know, treat this other kid like this? Uh, what's your purpose behind this communication or these actions and really get to the root of, uh, you know, of that situation? And there's so many other tools within the program that uh, that I'm offering the teens and, and my whole approach. Um, my style is I don't go into much depth. I'm not a very, um, I don't dig deep for specifics. I'm more of a, an experiential type of person. So for me, if I do something and it works and I get a result from it, um, sure, I like to know like the, the broad base of you know what's it doing and, 
and whatnot, but I don't really care why it works. I just want to do <laughs> exactly. it. I want to just get the results. For so sure. that's, that's sort of my approach is a simplified and accelerated program that's going to help uh, these teams to, to really regain and claim their personal power. Man, it's something that you talked about there that I think is so important and foundational is this idea of the individual working on themselves first. It's like when this this kid or this senior that you're speaking of, when he is so secure in who he is and he is confident in who he is and now can tap into the courageousness that or the courage that it takes to actually go and stand up for himself or herself or you know his or her teammate it really starts with themselves and once they're there now they can actually look outward and see okay how can i help these other people around me how can i show up for both the person getting bullied and the bully in such a way where both of them can kind of transcend what it is that they're going through or they've just experienced i think that is so so important and i think it's very applicable as i know you would agree with adults and people our age it's mm -hmm. really this idea of starting with i and i think that we're very much conditioned to think that we're supposed to take care of everyone else's needs before our own and to me i make up that's why so many people are unfulfilled because mm -hmm. they're not doing things for themselves they're trying to put everyone else in front of them because of all of the messaging that they get from the media, from teachers, from parents, from, you know, you, you name it, all these outside sources. But like you said, and what you learned is once you started with yourself or once that athlete starts with themselves, well, now it creates a situation where he or she can truly help somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's really why, you know, I start the course off with what's your why what's your purpose what's your intention for being here on this earth as a human being not even as an athlete because you know there's a difference between doing something for yourself from a from a place of greed or selfishness um, and really just you know wanting to better yourself and not caring about anything the environment people around you etc but if you're doing something for yourself to better yourself with the intention in mind that, you know, I want to take care of myself so I'm as healthy and as energized as possible. I want to educate myself so that I can be as knowledgeable as possible so that then I can go and give it back. I can go and be in service to other human beings. I can go and help and support other people who might have experienced something similar to what I've experienced. You know, maybe uh, a teen athlete that's been bullied, or maybe, um, you know, maybe there's someone that was uh, a rape victim and wants to support other people who have been victims of rape. And so, how can I help heal my wounds and traumas, but also s be able to? to use that as a gift um, and I and I talk about that in my course of not seeing the things that happen in our life um, that are quote-unquote bad as you know don't let not letting them pull us down but rather than see them as a lesson and as a little nugget of wisdom 
and how can I utilize this to create an awareness and transcend that so then I can move through it and become uh, this person that's able to you know give back to you know people experiencing something very similar to what I did so um, yeah yeah it's so powerful and it's so necessary when we can look at these quote-unquote bad experiences and understand that there's so many nuggets and great lessons within them and man I've noticed in my life you know all of the trials and tribulations that I've gone through by learning from them over time it's allowed me to be in this place where I can powerfully serve myself and others and I know through our conversations you know whether at the golf course or on a retreat or just hanging out you know you've gone through the same things as well and I think if there's something that the listeners right now can really reflect on is what are the difficult things that you've experienced in your life that maybe you're currently looked at looking at from a victim mentality of a why me they did this to me now because of that I can't do xyz mm -hmm. and, and how can you flip that and take it from a place of ownership and also see like well this made me stronger in this way this got me more clear about my purpose in this way this has actually allowed me to grow and transform the way that I act in life I view my life and how I interact with others because if we can start to collectively as you know the human race be able to see how our trials and tribulations are all lessons to grow well then we're just going to keep progressing getting better individually and ultimately helping all the people around us to make a better world which I think we really need right now yeah absolutely and that's one of the things that I, I teach in my course is you know, first is having the awareness, right, of, you know, oh, I, this is, this is, uh, this is me causing, um, me, you know, first being aware of like, okay, this is happening to me, why is this happening to me, or how am I creating this? And then the second part is, like you said, taking ownership or accountability for everything in my life, even something such as, you know, I get in a car accident, somebody runs a red light and I get hit. Typically, you know, most people would probably say like, oh, it was that person's fault. And if we can still take even ownership of that, we're never giving our power away to the situation or to someone else. Right. As soon as I say, oh, it was their fault. I have no say in it. And now I'm mm. powerless. So even to be like, you know what? Maybe if I, if I came to a complete stop at that stop sign three uh, stop signs ago, I would have not been in this situation in this moment and this person mm. would have never hit me. Something as simple as that is a great example. Um, as far as me specifically um, experiencing any victimhood uh, personally that I want to break through, um, I would definitely say where I see it the most, it would be in my relationship, I think, with my partner, uh, Alexandria. And it's, I, would say, I would say relationships are one of the most uh, challenging but rewarding um, practices in life. Um, it really does a great job of, of showing you all of you know, your patterns, your traumas that you still have not been able to transcend. Um, 
And I really believe that those closest to us, those that we care about the most, um, end up bringing up those traumas and end up bringing up our triggers because because we love them so much. We have, uh, as, a, as a human race, we have an attachment to wanting to the love to be reciprocated in a certain way or wanting to have uh, a certain response from a person or something to go s- like smoothly and as soon as there's a little hiccup mm-hmm. um you know all of a sudden all the traumas come out and right. um you know it's it's if 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 you're able to get into a partnership with somebody who's willing to do the work who's willing to also you know, be aware, be accountable, uh, communicate consciously and, um, you know, be willing to talk it out and and better herself in the process so that, you know, collectively together you can, you know, raise the vibration of the relationship. I think that is um, that's how you know that you found somebody that you can really you know, stick around with and say, you know, I'm ready. I'm here to grow not only in relationship with you, but I know you got my back for all of the other things that I'm doing in my life, whether it's developing uh, stronger relationships with my family and my friends, whether it's, uh, you know, creating a course like Elevate Your Game. Um, so, yeah, and I, and I know you you just got in a relationship uh well not in a relationship you just took your relationship to the next level hey hey Hello. congratulations brother no i appreciate that yeah for those listening um you know i got engaged i guess almost like three weeks ago now i mean by the time that this comes out it'll probably be like you know two months ago <laughs> but yeah man it's been it's been an amazing journey and i couldn't agree more with all of the things you shared in terms of being in these types of conscious relationships where both, you know, myself and my partner, Ale, we both dedicate ourselves to doing the work. Uh, Andrew mentioned earlier that he uh, did gratitude training, which was a transformational leadership development program. And that's a program that I also did. My partner, Alejandra did. And then also um, Andrew's partner, um, Alex also did. And it's one of those things that, just like you said, Andrew, the work, being able, and maybe even more so able, willing to do the work is so important because we are able to speak the same language. We are able to see ourselves in the most vulnerable of situations and allow ourselves to be open and vulnerable as opposed to, I'll speak for myself as a man, you know, sometimes try to put up this uh, really strong exterior and try to shove emotions down and try to, um, you know, be in this stoic place at all times where I've realized over my life that that's not really effective (laughs) for the long term. So to be able to have somebody in my life who I'm able to be as open as I am with and being vulnerable in front of, but then also get to be strong with each other in the ways that we show up and go after our purpose and how we communicate is a feeling that I never take for granted. And for anyone listening that is or isn't in a, a partnership or relationship, something I believe is so important is understanding that working on yourself first is the catalyst. Once you work on yourself, now you're putting yourself in a position 
to actually be fully yourself in a relationship. And I know that, you know, Alejandro and I meeting happened right, you know, at the right time. I've had many great women who came into my life and, you know, eventually left because I wasn't in a space to truly have them be a foundational part of my life. And I know Alejandra can say the same thing about her. And, um, you know, I would love to hear, Andrew, your perspective on the importance of <clears throat> timing when it comes to a relationship and also how that looks when you're working with yourself or on yourself. Yeah, um, I think that's a great question. Um, I, f I feel personally that based on societal conditionings and programming and even programming conditioning from parents, right? Back when, um, who knows how long ago, but it was the tradition, it was the culture, it was what it was, you know? Get married at a younger age, have kids, have a family, the woman's at home, the man is working, and that was, that was the typical. You would see that all the time. And, you know, we're shifting now as a culture, um, you know, into, you know, both the male and the female uh, going out there and pursuing their passions. And um, I think it's important that, you know, for any of the listeners, especially any of the teen athletes listening, um, to really not be in a rush. There's no rush. Um, if anything, rush to, to go better yourself and to understand yourself at a deeper level. Because until you can fully understand yourself, you're not going to be able to fully express what you want to your partner. If you don't fully understand, okay, these are my boundaries. Um, you know, I only want to be in a relationship that, you know, uh, my partner can consciously communicate, um, you know, and that, you know, whatever it might be. If you're not clear on that and then you get in a relationship and, you know, a month, six months down the road, you start to realize like, wow, my partner is like, we're not on the same page with how we communicate. You're really just, you're going to, and then you get out of that relationship, right? And then you go into another mm -hmm. relationship and because you haven't realized that within yourself and you haven't been able to like transcend that trauma that might be in within you, which might be, um, which one, might be one, just lack of awareness, but two, it could be um, your unwillingness to express things. You know, especially when we're younger, we're teenagers, we're still, we're still trying to find our stuff. We're still trying to find our voice most of the time. And um, you know, if you're unable to communicate that to our partner they're not going to know, right? But then what we typically do as humans is we blame the other person. Well, they should just know. They should just know that or or why aren't they doing that? That's that's obvious, right? Everybody should everybody knows how to do that. Why aren't they doing that? And it just becomes something that we perpetuate over and over and over and over. And if we go on long enough without taking accountability, um, for our own actions and without understanding who we truly are as human beings, we're going to be 60 years old, lonely, uh, or with a partner that we're not happy with, that we're just sticking it out. And then we get a divorce after being married 30 years because we can't take it anymore, you know, and 
we're just not happy and then we just blame people we blame the world that's just how it is that's just how people mm. are that's just how women are that's just how the world is and then we're just we're living in a world of um you know where we feel that we're not the creator we're not the author <laughs> of uh the world and a, a big thing that i talk about in my course is embracing your authentic self mm. and if you think about authenticity the beginning part of the word authenticity is A-U-T-H. And another word that also starts with that is author. And mm. it's because we are the author, we are the writer of our lives. And it's when we start to believe that and we start to take on the practices and the protocols and, and implement them in our life on a daily basis that we start to create the life that we want. However, it takes uh, faith and belief and trust because in the beginning, let me tell you, <laughs> you ain't gonna just write something down. I, you know, I want to make $100,000 this year and then start a business and all of a sudden you're gonna make $100,000 and it's gonna happen. Maybe, I would say it's a rare, probably less than 1% chance that that'll happen. Um, you know, it's a process of continually reprogramming um, or what I like to say, implementing protocols into your life that inch by inch you're moving forward to create a result that you want. And um, that requires a lot of patience, which I'm learning and requires a lot of structure, which I implement in my course as well. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, that's lovely, especially this whole idea of embracing your authentic self. Right. I think that's something that, you know, I, I feel like that and I make this up that there's so many, you know, little phrases that are like thrown around that are, you know, become mainstream. They become cool. So they're often used mm. and quoted. You know, I feel like, um, you know, a couple of years ago, it was good vibes only. Right. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's something that got, you know, really popular and right. People start using it. And in my opinion, not in the in the way that really that really matters. I'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. But I think something now that I see is, you know, people talking about like, Oh, I want to be, you know, my authentic self or, you know, they might be being a dick and they're just like, well, I'm just being my authentic self mm -hmm. coming from this place of, um, you know, righteousness in a way. Yeah. And I love how you put the emphasis on embracing your authentic self and understanding that the, you are the author of your life. You're the author of your story. So I think when we talk about authenticity, I think it's really important for each and every individual to really realize what does that actually mean for you? When you're being your authentic self, are you being authentic to your actual values around, you know, personal values, professional values, relationship values? Are you adhering to your own principles that you have def defined for yourself and you know why they're your principles? Or is your authenticity based around what society says that you should be, or it's based off of what your parents think you should be, or which you think everyone else thinks that you should be. And I think there's a huge distinction there. So I really invite everyone listening to really check in with themselves and really get clear on what does it mean for you to be your authentic self. And within that, and to Andrew's point, what are you creating? What are you being the author of? Mm. Because, Andrew, I think that's so important. Yeah, and, and I think that's why you start to see um, 
you know, people that aren't happy. You know, you can, as soon as you get attached to this uh, external world, whether it's, you know, now it's phones, right, and social media and, and, you know, and TikTok. I mean, I'm on TikTok right now, um, and it's a great platform to be able to, you know, if you utilize it in an effective way, if you are managing your time, if you're being uh, disciplined about how long you're engaging, because listen, we live in the physical world, right? So, you know, enjoy it, embrace it, have fun, you know, go on social media, um, you know, go play mini golf, enjoy uh, these material things in life. Uh, We're human beings, but it's when we start to um, get sucked into these things and that they consume us is when uh, we start to suffer as human beings because now we, instead of taking time to focus on uh, self-improvement and to really understanding who we are as a person and what do we like, do I even like going on TikTok? Do I even like... (laughs) Um, you know, scrolling on my phone and looking at videos that, yeah, sure, you know, some videos might be funny or, you know, but after a while you just get on, you're like, why am I still on this app, right? And so it's like authenticity is understanding who you are and then and then going for that, not, you know, not getting sucked in by, you know, maybe what society um, is telling us that we should do, or like you said, what our parents uh, tell us that we should do. And, you know, I, I read, uh, I can't remember where, but I think it's like 90 to 95% of your habits, traumas, patterns, etc., are are originating from our parents. Mm. Because your parents are raising you to have certain morals, ethics, principles, values. And, you know, Hopefully, your parents, um, you know, do have some sense of morals, ethics, etc. However, everybody sees the world differently. So, you know, just because mom sees the world this way doesn't mean you have to. And, you know, bless all the parents out there. They're doing their best with their level of awareness and what they've learned from their parents and their parents learn from their parents. But I think we're really coming into an age of, um, you know, hey, mom, thank you. Hey, dad, thank you so much for everything that you shared with me, everything that you've taught me. I know you did the best that you could. And I'm going to take everything that you've taught me that resonates with me and I'm going to utilize that. However, there's some things that I don't resonate with and that's okay. You can still believe that, but I'm not going to utilize that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go my own path. And at the teenage uh, age range is actually a very 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 important time for that because um, I learned this in a book called Wheels of Life. Uh, Wheels of Life is about the chakra system, which is energetical centers in the body, um, and they're not physically present. It's just in certain areas of the body, and it talks about how to raise your kid based on the chakra system and at each certain age you start to transition from the first chakra and you develop their root chakra and move up and the when when teens are in the adolescent phase which i believe is 12 to 18 um 
It's all about them developing their throat chakra, which is all about communication, expression. And if you have parents who are so, so strict, where it's like, no, you can't do this, or no, this is the way that it's supposed to be. You have to do it this way. You're limiting and you're stifling your child's voice. You're stifling yeah. their creativity. And then they just become a product of you. And they're un they're not unique. Uh, they're, you know, they're p basically you. Um, or you have the op <laughs> you have the opposite of that, which is parents that are might be too loose and have no restrictions, no limitations, and now that can get them into trouble, right? And again, lose themselves in a different way. So, um, yeah, I think it's so important that um, we're starting to educate our youth um, and starting to really allow our youth to to own their power step into their power and trust that at that age as long as we're uh equipping them with the tools and the understanding of how to understand themselves they're right. capable you still of course need to like be hold the space be the container so that they don't go do something crazy because at the yeah. at that age you still want to like be wild and free right, however right. you know allow them to explore within um you know within you know a safe uh confine and i personally think that if we're able to allow and teach these kids these tools uh we're always evolving as a society and in my opinion you know teens are just that much more evolved um you know in their brain uh with ideas with innovations than adults um and most times that they don't ever get the opportunity to express their creativity to put their inventions out there etc because they already feel so disempowered by all the conditioning the traumas mm. they're already told by their parents you got to go to college or you know some people tell them you know uh you know that's just a dream you know that's mm. just a dream you'll never be able to do that versus empowering them to dream big and supporting them and giving them the tools to do so and um yeah, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big fan of teens, man. I'm a big fan of teens. I actually have a I have an idea, a vision of actually, you know, creating some uh, and maybe it stems from the Elevate Your Game, but creating a community where teens um, are supported with their ideas, uh, whether it's inventions, whether it's business ideas, and um, you know maybe find some investors who also want to support them and you know, help them bring their inventions and ideas to life. Cause I think it's, I think it's really important that we're, we're nurturing our youth because um, that's the foundation, the foundation of, uh, of our planet and our existence. Facts on facts on <laughs> facts, my brother. Yeah. It's so important. I think to really empower the youth to be able to dream big be the best version of themselves, be able to truly find out like what it is that they stand for, who do they want to be, how do they want to show up in the world, as opposed to us trying to uh, fit them into like our own paradigm, our own box, have them show up how we think they should show up. And like you said, a lot of times when parents do that, it's always coming from a place of love. It's always coming from this place of wanting the best for their child. So for all the parents listening out here, like one, Andrew and I, we commend you because we know 
well, we don't know, but we both envision how tough of a job it is to be a parent because, you know, neither one of us are parents as <laughs> of yet. But what I will say is like, man, Andrew, thank you so much for, for doing this work and really being here to support teens because, you know, we're both former athletes um, at a really high level and we both see how much of an impact this has had on our lives as, you know, upper 20s, you know, through our early 30s now. And we can only imagine what the process would have been like if we had learned it, you know, 15, 20 years earlier. So, like, bro, shout out to you. Shout out to everything you're doing. Where can the listeners find out more about you and Elevate Your Game? Yeah, man. Uh, thanks. I appreciate the shout out. Same to you um, for doing the work and, and really, you know, creating this podcast to be able to, uh, one, have me on and share my message and also for everybody else that you bring on um, that you allow to share their message and really just to support humanity in this this world with high vibes. So I appreciate you. Good vibes Thank only. So. Um, <laughs> appreciate you, my brother. Yeah. So, um, you know, anybody listening can find my personal page at Activation by Andrew. Uh, that's where you'll be able to find everything I'm up to right now. You can also find me. Uh, well, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, right now, my TikTok is all geared towards uh, Elevate Your Game content uh, for the teens. Um, right now, I don't. I just started an Instagram. I don't have anything going on with it yet. I'm really just so focused on my course and um, and TikTok. So those are my two main platforms. So any teen listening that wants to get tip tips, advice, uh, etc., uh, hit me up on TikTok. Activation by Andrew. Um, and then obviously it'll send you to Instagram to message me. But yeah, any questions, I'd be happy to support uh, any any of the teens that are out there looking to get answers. And even parents that are listening that have teen athletes um, or just teens in general, uh, just reach out to me. If they're not an athlete, I'm still happy to support and work with them. And um, yeah. Yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> Heck yeah. No, I appreciate all your time, my brother. I appreciate your wisdom. I appreciate our brotherhood and how much that we've grown over the last several months and uh, establishing a great friendship. And yeah, man, I'm super excited to get this out to the world and really help people, again, level up in their life. And your message is going to help do that. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate you. I'll see you Friday for golf. <laughs> ah, let's get it. <laughs>